Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Thank you for tuning in to Energy Analyst Talk. I'm your host, Jake Wright, and joining me for today's discussion is Andrew Reed. So Andrew, as you highlighted in ESAI Energy's latest NGL analysis, due to the complexities of the LPG market, the COVID crisis affects the market in a bunch of different ways that can all seem rather dizzying. Now, I know the weekly EIA data for U.S. propane stocks grabbed your attention, and I'd like to find out why and ask you about how that fits into the big picture of the global LPG market. Sure, Jake. Uh, Well, for starters, there was a build in U.S. propane and propylene stocks in the EIA data last week. And what's interesting is that's exactly the same level of inventories at this uh, time a year ago. And for some time now, the global LPG market has really been well supplied or even oversupplied and so propane stocks have been quite high compared to a year earlier and from the perspective of US propane stocks which is of course the uh, most important indicator for global LPG stocks uh, that's no longer the case stocks are no longer up year on year stepping back a bit how is seasonal stock building unfolding compared to last year Uh, well first of all this year we got off to an unusually late start this year stocks bottomed out in early April whereas a year ago the stocks bottomed out uh, a month earlier in early March. So uh, as a consequence of this much later uh, start to the building process, stocks have only, since bottoming out, they've increased by 12 million barrels, whereas this time last year there had been uh, more than double that amount of a build. And then second, and related is, of course, is the build rate. If we look at the uh, four-week average for stocks. Uh, we're looking at weekly builds in the last four weeks of 1.6 million barrels. But you know, this time last year, the build rate was much higher than that, 2.6 million barrels. So the trend really suggests that stocks will uh, begin to lag year-ago levels going forward. So it sounds like heading into next winter, the market might not have much of a cushion in terms of inventories. If we can shift our attention to the global market, Can you explain the strength of export demand in a market where the crisis has been mostly bearish for demand? Uh, Sure. Uh, If we look at the biggest uh, impact on oil demand in the oil market, uh, it comes through the transport sector. That's really crippled oil demand, but in the LPG market, that's a pretty small piece uh, of demand. So in the oil market, and and especially uh, refined products, that has forced refiners to cut back on their production rates, and so what's happened is that has eliminated a lot of refinery supply. That's interesting. We don't usually talk much about refinery supply when looking at the LPG market. That's right. You know, refiners provide maybe a third of global supply, and as far as supply growth goes, they only contribute a small amount, typically 20% of annual growth. It's really the fractionators that account for both the large amount of supply, the growth, and a lot of the volatility on the supply side of that ledger. But uh, with the cuts to throughput, uh, which really peaked in that March-May period that we're just emerging from, you know, we took about 500,000 barrels a day of LPG off the market, and that's a pretty big piece of supply in a, in a 10 million barrel a day market. Uh, with the exception of China, refining activity still is quite weak. and. Uh, if we look forward to you know June, July, August, the next few months or so, refining activity is going to come back, but it's really going to lag. So we're not going to get all that supply back anytime soon. 
How does that fit into export demand in, say, Asia? Well, refining is a big piece of it, but there's some other moving parts. If we look at the big importing markets in Asia, we can divide them roughly into three. Uh, you know, the most bullish is India, because not only have we taken some refinery LPG off the market that they have to replace with imports, but uh, residential commercial use, or especially residential in the case of India, has shot up uh, during the crisis. So you're only getting more uh, demand growth than what you usually see in that country, plus the need to replace some refinery supplies. So a very bullish uh, impact on that market, both now and going forward. Uh, in China, you know, their demand uh, has come back quite a bit. And more broadly in their oil market, uh, their chemicals production has shown signs of, of strong growth. Going forward, they're adding some new PDH capacity that will be fed by propane. So consequently, demand's rapidly returning to normal levels, and we expect that to turn into some robust year-on-year uh, -year growth that will uh, eventually get us to higher imports in that country than what we'd seen before the crisis. And then lastly, we look at the naphtha crackers in, in markets like Korea, Japan, Taiwan. They also use quite a bit of LPG. And, you know, the latest data for those markets show that they didn't cut their LPG intake as much as they might have. And so between that kind of a softening but still resilient pet chem demand and, again, the loss of refinery supply, you know, their imports might not actually fall this year. They, they might be similar to last year's levels. So, you know, you got mostly uh, neutral to, to bullish for Asian export demand. And that's, you know, in Asia is where the bulk of U.S. exports go, and it's also where the most export growth is. This all sounds quite bullish, and we haven't even gotten into the OPEC plus production cuts or all the lost fractionator supply that resulted from falling U.S. shale production. Very true, Jake. This is a market that never balances for long, and after uh, a good run of being uh, an oversupplied market, clearly the pendulum of the LPG market is in the midst of swinging back into uh, deficit. Well, we'll keep watching those inventories as the winter heating season approaches a few months from now. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.